Hello, precious one. This is I Belong to Yah. In a world filled with uncertainty, it is imperative to know who you are and who you belong to. I Belong to Yah provides a space to be reminded of why you should belong to Yah and how to face the challenges that come your way. We hope you are blessed as you listen to today's message. takes me back to waiting sometimes as humans our attitude during waiting periods can be very very some way because sometimes we forget that god as our father is a giver of good gifts we go to god with prayer requests we go to god demanding for things from him god give me this god give me this sometimes we even go to god and we don't even spend time with god it's like god is our personal atm machine we just go to him and then just say pa, 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 enter the pain we enter with our password thank you jesus we are thankful for this 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 oh god you have entered with a password okay god you said i should ask and you shall give so i'm asking you all these things and god i believe that you will give them to me and pa, 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 that is our prayer we literally treat god that way and we just go to his presence just because we need something or only when we need something hey that is not what God wants from us. God wants us to be his friends. He wants to be in constant communication with him. How do you treat your friends? When something good happens during your day, you tell your friends. When something bad happens during your day, you tell your friends. When someone pisses you off, you tell your friend that, Charlie, this person is really getting on my last nerve. There's just one nerve left. And this person is literally at the verge of that nerve. So help me, God. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me to overcome this. Oh, Holy Spirit, this person hurts me. And it's so hard. I'm finding it so difficult to forgive and let's go and just move on. We don't speak to God that way. We don't act like God is our friend. We just go to him when we need something. That is not fair. I'm sure you have some people who only text you when they need something from you. So whenever you see this person's text message, you'll be like, hey, what is she coming to ask? Because you know that this person isn't really your friend. Is that how you are acting with God? I really hope you are not acting that way with God. And even if you have acted that way with God, I pray you start to see God as more than just an ATM machine, but someone who desires your fellowship and someone who just wants you to be with him always. One character in the Bible I read about is the prophetess Hannah from Luke chapter 2 verses 36 to 38 and I'm reading the New English translation. There was also a prophetess Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old, having been married to her husband for seven years until his death. She had lived as a widow since then for 84 years. She never left the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. 
at that moment she came up to them and began to give thanks to god and to speak about the child to all who were waiting for the redemption of jerusalem amen so some facts i realized about anna was that one she was a prophetess two she was 84 years and she had just been married for seven years so i'm assuming that even if she married at the age of 17 her husband would have probably died at the age of 24. so she had been a widow for 60 years now there are two people the bible mentions in the new testament that's luke chapter 2 that we're waiting for the manifestation of jesus christ because i'm sure god had told them that he's sending his son to come to the earth these two people were simon and anna now the bible says that anna never left the temple she stayed there day and night to worship god and she fasted and she prayed she did not just sit down okay god you have told me that you are sending your son to this earth or we are waiting for the redemption of jerusalem we are waiting for the messiah who is supposed to be our savior to come and save us he didn't just end there anna fasted and prayed all the time it says night and day she would go to the temple in the morning she would go to the temple in the night she would go there every day so when you do the quick math that is 365 times 60 years that's the years i'm assuming she had been a widow you get 21,900 days fasting and praying every single day this woman would go to the temple whether she was well whether she was sick this woman would go to the temple she was fasting and she was praying she knew the word god had given her she did not just sit idle and just say oh god has given me this promise so this promise is definitely coming to pass it will definitely manifest which sometimes some of us do Sometimes God gives you this word. Oh, I'm going to bless you with a new car. And you are just sitting there. Meanwhile, daughter of Zion, you can't drive. How are you going to use the car when it comes? Or are you going to wait for someone to always drive you? What if the person you're expecting to drive doesn't even show up that day? What are you going to do? The car will literally be sitting there and staring at you while someone will be flexing you because they don't want to drive. Or we are expecting God for a promotion at work. We want we want a bigger salary. But you, or you are aiming for your boss's work. But you know that this, this job description comes with these and this and that specific specifications what are you doing during that waiting time you are believing god for the promotion yet are you taking extra courses are you working on building your portfolio are you even advancing your cv hey these things won't happen if you don't move too sometimes god is literally making us wait because you are not ready for the blessing you're expecting you are honestly not ready your attitude might not be right your ex you might just go and fail when you get there it's just like putting a three-year-old child in a Range Rover because God has said, oh, I'll give the child a Range Rover. And God just put the three-year-old child into that Range Rover. The child can't drive. So the child is obviously going to crash that Range Rover. And sometimes that is how, that is, that is how we are acting. And that sometimes delays and, and, and elongates our waiting process because sometimes you are not ready for the blessing God is bringing your way. So why don't you change your attitude instead of just going to God and say, God, why are you making me wait? Go to God with this attitude. God, 
what do you want me to learn whilst I am waiting on you? What do you want me to do whilst I'm waiting for you? Do you want me to dedicate special time into prayer? Do you want me to do this this new course? Do you want me to learn this new side hustle? Because probably that is where my blessings or my destiny helpers are going to come and see me through. But sometimes we just sit at one point, just at ease, with folded hands, just waiting for God to come through for us. Daughter of Zion, son of Zion, that is not going to happen. You would have to make a move. You would have to give God something to work with. So let me discuss with you some of the ways or some of the attitudes I think we can adopt. Because trust me, everyone is waiting on God for something. Even if you get what you're expecting God to bless you with, there's always an insatiable need as Christians or as humans. We always desire something more. Like we are never content with just staying at one place. I don't know about you, but there is always that next step. There is always that next promotion. There's always that next big thing. Have you even realized that no one can be trending forever? Even if what you've done is the greatest, there's always going to be one day that you are not going to be the trending topic. So people try their best to stay relevant always. I also believe that that's why people do unnecessary and seemingly silly things all the time, just trying to get the attention of others because they are trying to stay on top or they are trying to stay trendy all the time. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 to 3, the New English translation reads, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we must get rid of every weight and the sin that clings so closely and run with endurance the race set out for us. Hey, did you hear that? The first thing I want you to note is that one, God has set a race before us. Before you think the world is too ghetto for you or you are unable to do much, remember who has set you on that race. God. God is our judge. Imagine a cooking competition where your mom is the judge. You have lived with your mom all your life. She has taught you how to cook. You know how she likes her onions. You know how she likes her rice. You know how she likes her soups. You know her recipes. You know everything she does and like she likes and she does not like. So it is easy to win that competition in the midst of many people because you know how to appeal to that judge. And you can even have a telepathic way of communicating with her during the, comp- uh, the competition. You know African moms have this telepathic way of communicating to their children. Like just one look from your mom will literally set you straight and you know, hey, don't be silly. Don't try that here. So who do you think will win that competition? It's obviously you because your mom is the judge. and. Hey, before you, some people will say, oh, she only won the competition because of her mom. I'm sure your mom would have trained you well. And I'm sure you would have also put in your best. It's the same thing. God has set that race before us. God has set this race before us. God is rooting for us. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. The New King James Version reads, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus. Christ. Hey, 
you are running a race and your victory is assured as a child of God. Through Christ Jesus, you have the victory. You are assured of the victory. So before you feel that, oh, I, you are give, don't give up. You can't give up. No sleep. Wake up. You can't give up now because God is rooting for you. Also, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 also reads, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So people are watching your life. People are seeing you in your workplace. Okay, maybe she was due for this promotion, but she didn't get it. People are still saying that, okay, although she didn't get this promotion, she is still working hard. She is still focused. She's still minding her business she's not even gossiping or bad mouthing the one who got the promotion because she knows who she's crying to she knows that her god is the judge and her god sees everything that is done in private and her god will surely come through for her and on that day nobody would be able to stop her victory the second thing i would like to tell you special one is that waiting is part of our race waiting is part of our race we are urged to run this race with endurance and god will surely lead you during that waiting period hebrews chapter 12 verses 3 the new living translation reads think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people then you won't become weary and give up listen special one the waiting is part of the race and whilst you are waiting you are encouraged to not give up because giving up during the wait is not allowed we hope you were blessed by today's message kindly follow us at i belong to ya on all social media platforms Remember that you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So go out there and let the world know that you belong to Yah.